Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Grill Nation show with Jason Grill. Thanks for joining us today. If you're watching us on uh, social media channels, live stream, Facebook, I'm on Twitter and LinkedIn as well right now. We'll share those too. Also up on podcasts, uh, you name it, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, all of the podcast networks out there. You can find us. We appreciate you listening on those today, uh, as well as always on our YouTube page. Uh, just search for the Grill Nation show with Jason Grill. Special time today for the show of this live stream. I'm joined today by Jeff Phillips from Landmark National Bank, uh, a great collaborator with uh, my Grill Nation show for many years, and they always deliver the best guests. Uh, Jeff is a senior vice president at Landmark National Bank. Their website is banklandmark.com. Uh, welcome back to the show, Jeff. How are you? Hey, thanks. I'm glad to be here today, Jason. It's glad. I'm glad to have you back, man. How's your uh, How's your April been? And your um, start to the spring, I guess you would say. Yeah, things are great. Uh, personally, the family's doing great. Uh, gymnastics is a big, uh, big uh, thing in our household, and that's wrapped up just this week. So uh, that's been fun, and uh, it's always fun to see things popping out of the ground with new flowers and things greening up. So. We're excited for that stuff, but the uh, business piece has been fantastic as well. Yeah, what's going on at the bank these days? Any, any well, updates you want to share with us? Yeah, well, uh, you know, today I'm just kind of fresh off the high of this morning. We had a uh, breakfast um, where it was kind of entitled C-Suite for One, and the majority of businesses that we work for um, really have one or two folks that are owner-operators that are in the business. They don't have professional folks leading HR or being their chief marketing officer or head of IT. And so the conversations that we'd been hearing over the last several months were around, I really don't know what I should be thinking about uh, in these specific areas. Like I hear something about inventory uh, just in time, but I don't, you know, I don't have a COO. I don't know what the the latest and uh, what the um, kind of the, what you should be thinking about and how that impacts your business. So we uh, brought together customers uh, this morning. We had about 40 folks that joined us and we had a panel of people that are in businesses. They're not consultants. They're in businesses filling those roles as a COO, a CFO, a chief people officer, um, head of IT strategy, a chief marketing officer. And um, we just kind of talked about, hey, here's the things that you should be thinking about. Here's what we're thinking about in these respective areas. And it was really good. We had some prepared questions from a uh, time that we've um, questions that we've heard from customers over the past uh, few weeks and um, that they've sent to us. But then we also had time just for questions in the audience. And I thought it was great. Um, I thought there were some, um, you know, ideas shared that we can use in our business as a bank, um, especially around kind of uh, recruiting talent um, and building a brand. Um, but, you know, those are the type of things that we like are living at our values of saying that we're about being lifelong learners and understanding the power of connection that we need to draw on each other for inspiration and experience. So um, it was great, man. I was I was really pumped. We're going to try to do another one of those, um, you know, here probably after the summer. Those are really driven mostly by customers bringing up ideas. It's not us just coming to the table saying, here's what we're going to talk about, whether you like it or not. It's really suggestions from our customers. That's awesome, man. Quite a lot of energy there. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. I love it. I love it. Um, let's talk about our show today. Yeah. Um, we are going to have on a great guest today, Dr. Andrew Moyes. Tell us about him and let's preview the show. 
Yeah, Dr. Moyes uh, has turned out to be, he started as a customer, but now I consider him a dear friend. Um, we got to know each other, shoot, maybe 12 years ago. Um, he had a very successful practice and it was <clears throat> kind of taking that next leap, uh, both from a facility standpoint and from a, um, a doctor um, patient load standpoint. Um, and we were, we had some friends in common and we got to know each other through that. And I've just really admired him, um, as a man, um, but also as a leader of his organization, he's very principled, very mission oriented. Uh, he's just a good businessman too. Um, he's a great doctor as well. He's a, a ophthalmologist, uh, who's, um, got a practice in a few different, uh, cities, um, but primarily uh, in the Northland. And, um, you know, he has a subspecialty training uh, for diseases in um, the cornea. And that's about the extent of what I know about eye <laughs> medicine. Um, but uh, he's always fun to talk to. He's a great guy to hang out with. And I think there will be plenty for us to talk about that will be good experiences for other uh, folks that are listening to take away. Sounds awesome. Again, uh, Dr. Andrew Moyes is going to be joining us here in one second. Uh, thankful to Jeff Phillips for joining us as well. Uh, before I get to uh, Dr. Moyes, I want to let everyone know, again, they can connect with the Grill Nation show on Twitter at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation show. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Jason Grill. Also, uh, as I mentioned earlier, you can listen to all of our shows on podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Google, and Stitcher. And you can watch the Grill Nation show on YouTube. And finally, uh, if you want to collaborate with the show or come on the show, I mean, we get a great, great show every month with Jeff Phillips and company. Uh, but, you know, he doesn't know every single human being in Kansas City or in the region. <laughs> I think he knows most of them. But if there is anyone listening who doesn't know Jeff and, and wants to find a way to come on the show, let us know as well by emailing me at grillnationshow at gmail.com. Um, Jeff, let's bring on our guest here. Uh, again, a really cool. I don't know if we've ever, I don't know if we've ever had a doctor on the show. Oh, well, that's a first. Like we might have, and I, I, we've done so many at this point, it's hard to remember, but if we have, I apologize. Uh, but I'm excited to have this one on. I actually changed my contacts today, um, mm. for the first time in a few weeks. So they're fresh. Smart. I freshened Smart. them up for our guest today. <laughs> How's that sound? Um, let's bring on now, uh, Dr. Moyes. There he is. All right. Welcome to Thanks. the show, sir. How are you? Very good. Hey, Jason, if you tell me it's been a couple of weeks, we really know it's been a couple of months since you changed your contacts. So all contact lens wears lie. But, you know, we're not holding that against you. It's just we understand. They probably do. Um, sometimes I last for a while in them. And sometimes, you know, it takes me a day or two and I need new ones. So it's it's all over the place. Dr. Moyes, welcome to the show. For our listeners who, um, and let me throw up your website here on our live stream. It's uh, it's moyseye.com. Check it out, moyseye.com. Um, tell us about yourself. Uh, Jeff did a pretty good job of kind of laying the groundwork here. Tell us about yourself and a little bit about your journey. Uh, very interested in hearing kind of how you got into this world and and uh, kind of what, what led you to this point. Great. Um, well, again, thanks for having me. This should be fun. Um, I'm a born and bred Kansas City guy. Uh, grew up in the country club plaza area, but as I always like to say, on the other side of the tracks. And um, eventually moved and uh, to Westwood, Kansas, Shawnee Mission North, uh, which led me to the very fortunate ability to be a Jayhawk today. So rock chalk, four years undergrad, four years medical school, 
spent another day at the St. Another year at St. Luke's on the Plaza doing general medicine. And then three more years of ophthalmology and a year of subspecialty in Minnesota. So um, I told my nephew I graduated from 25th grade. So if you want to be an eye surgeon, it does take a while. But if you do, then people kind of expect you to know stuff after 25 years, too. Is that is that how long it takes? That is how long it takes. I did one extra year. So it takes to be an ophthalmologist is a minimum of 24, sometimes 25, 26 years at uh, 26th wow. grade, so to speak. Yeah. Unbelievable. And Jeff kind of told us a little about your relationship. Do you want to, you want to um, kind of add more to that? With so yeah, fast. I'll, I'll tell you, Jeff is, uh, I'll agree that it just transformed banker from friend to, Hey, I need some help, you know, a business collaborator. So um, we opened a new office about seven years ago. So it was probably about 10 years ago. We, we planned it. And my accountant said, here's what we're going to do. We need about 20 different loans, some for the practice, some for the surgery center, some for the property, some for the building. And uh, we're going to put them all out and, and, and we sent them out to four different banks. And uh, for those of you who know Jeff, he came back with a little bit of quirkiness to some of his answers. Like how many points? Nope. Nada. Nothing. Nunca. You know, he, he you know, there was just a little bit. I'm like, hey, this is someone who's got a little bit of sass and a little bit of humor. He's speaking my language. And let's be honest, when we're talking to bankers, we want service and we want great rates. And Jeff has, Jeff has doubled down. So and, and a little sass helps along the way, too. Yeah, it does. I agree with that. Um, you talked about all the training in the schools. I mean, what where did your passion come from for uh, for improving sight and for this industry? Yeah, that's interesting. I think if you talk to a lot of physicians, it's been like a lifelong thing. So I think I knew that I wanted to be a doctor at age eight after visiting UMKC Medical School. Mm-hmm. Kind of waxed and waned and grew. But it really wasn't until I was a senior in college, already been accepted to KU Med Center. And for some reason, I was late getting contacts. But that's like I got my first contacts. And I'm like, wow, I see so much better with these contact lenses in than I ever did with glasses. And I'm like, man, wouldn't that be cool if I could bring that joy, that excitement to people permanently through surgery and, and not just contacts. So that's where the joy came from, uh, the passion. I need to sit down with you, doctor. Yeah. I it, still have contacts. We'll have an <laughs> we'll honest discussion with, honest discussion with you, Jason. We never sell them or push anything. So I'm in the early forties. Am I still, am I still able to, uh, I'm in that weird period I've heard. Between you know, like the eyes going really bad and, and, and the eyes being okay. As we like to say, there's three things in life you can't avoid and seeing how uh, just last week we paid taxes. Those are death taxes and reading glasses. So <laughs> we do have something very exciting for you. And, you know, I, I know on the show notes, it's like, what's most exciting? Maybe I'll. Okay. We'll get to that later bit. then. Yeah, we'll get to that later. We, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll keep everybody you're, you're one of the entrepreneurs and business owners and people that have that have been on the show that are over hundreds of CEOs and leaders. And most of them don't say that they kind of found their calling in sixth grade or eighth grade. This is pretty cool. They're usually like, I stumbled upon this once upon a time. And now, now they're, you know, leaders in the community like you. You've known for a long time. Well, I knew I wanted to be, I thought I was going to be a pediatrician because my pediatrician was so cool. But then I, I switched to ophthalmology and, um, yeah, it's. I, I think it's the funnest job in the whole world. No disrespect to anybody, but I'm so glad I get to do this because, 
you know, hey, I get to do this. Um, mm -hmm. Corneal transplants, cataract surgery, LASIK surgery. There, there's just a, a lot of sight restoring and I, that's that's pretty cool stuff. Jeff, mm -hmm. well, I don't know about you, Jeff, but I remember uh, when I put my contacts over the first time, I mean, just how nerve wracking it was. I can't imagine doing surgeries on people's eyes like doctor does every day. Yeah. Um, touching an eye, my own eye is sometimes a, uh, well, used to be an issue. Now it's a nothing, no brainer, but the early days it was tough. I joke with people. I remember when my mother done. said, don't ever put your fingers near someone's eyes. And it's like, <laughs> oops, That's mom, true. sorry, my bad. <laughs> oh, man. So tell us about the business. Um, we are a business related show here. And sure. Jeff, Jeff will chime in here as well. I mean, I know that, you know, starting a business is always a, uh, is always a big deal. And uh, you obviously have grown your business. Why don't you take us through kind of the, the early days? So just a little background. Again, Kansas City boy. I've uh, been back in Kansas City 28 years, but it was really uh, had I was part of a really great group in Kansas City. We called ourselves the Hunkler Eye Centers. And the, the collection of talent was awesome. Those guys are still my friends. But we had a professional management that was maybe uh, taking a little too much off the top, a little too much off the bottom, and uh, a little too much out of the middle, too. And we decided to divorce each other, but still be, maintain friendships. And so out of this group, uh, I think it just, a good 10 groups formed. And like I said, sometimes it's better to be friends than it is business partners. Mm -hmm. And um, I didn't know I had the entrepreneurial gene. And then, but I also knew Jason, I had to do it differently. Our business partner was all about, you got to make your numbers. Why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing more LASIK? And it's like, I can't invent these things out of air. I've got to take care of people. And I have this naive philosophy that says money's our eighth priority. If we do the other seven things well, the money will take care of itself. And, um, I just really wanted to be in the business of helping people see well, bringing joy to sight, and then frankly, just serving them to make their life better. And if we can do all those things well, the money, the growth, the buildings, the surgery center, it, it, it all kind of takes care of itself. So Andy, how did that work? I mean, obviously, whenever you were with Hunkler, you guys had professional practice managers and then you launch out on your own and it's like, hey, wait a minute, I got to see patients all day and then I got to do payroll at night. What was that entry <laughs> yeah. into entrepreneurship and, like? And hiring and firing. So yeah. when we started, we had nine employees and that included Dr. Veractor and myself. So two doctors, seven staff, and we were so busy that we would see each patient twice. Dr. V and I would both see him because we didn't have enough patients to see. So we saw everybody <laughs> twice. <laughs> but how long ago was this, Andy? <laughs> yeah, so that was about 20 years ago this fall is when we split off. Um, and it was a mon monumental day when we said, hey, we're too busy. We got to just see people once. And uh, so that's what we were doing. But it allowed us... Tony, Dr. V and I did to get our, get on the same page. And so he's been a lifelong friend. He's one of the brightest doctors I know that really lets us work in a um, symbiosis that's unusual because we did everything uh, so together for a, mm. a while. And then it kind of took off. I'll be honest, Jason, Jeff, I think it's just good old fashioned medicine. I mean, Andy, what's your key to success? Um, take great care of people and be nice to them, you know? 
Yeah. That has really been our calling card or treat people like you want to be treated. I mean, it's, it's a bizarre marketing routine. I realize, but that is what has done it. And it's word of mouth um, to see patients going out and bringing their friends in to see us and sitting in the exam room and saying, Hey doc, I brought this. This is my neighbor. I brought her to, to come see you. It's just, that's, there's really no higher form of compliment right there. And that's, that's what we, that's what we live for. And it's just, again, I'll say it one more time, good old fashioned care um, and a very high tech, <laughs> you know, we're, we're all about technology and lasers and, you know, we probably have a dozen different lasers in our practice and doing all that well, but that's kind of like the baseline. Everybody expects you to be good, um, but it's like doing it good and then doing it and treating people like you want your family treated. Mm-hmm. It's been, that's been our calling card. Mm-hmm. What are your uh, specialty areas here, doctor? Uh, yeah, so I am um, I like to say I'm not smart enough to do the whole eyeball. So I just do do the front uh, of the eye. Um, so, that's good. Yeah, it's, uh, there's a lot of fun things that happen in the front. So my best friend from medical school knows this much about everything. I know almost everything about just the front of the eye. So I do cataract surgery. I do LASIK surgery and uh, I do cornea transplants, though in the last couple of years, I've gotten smart enough to hire some really brilliant doctors, uh, Dr. Boyce and Dr. Kim, who do cornea transplants even new techniques that I don't do. So I'm, I'm, I'm replacing myself with, with high quality doctors. Hmm. You mentioned technology. Um, how, how has that changed in the last five or so years? I know it's changed a lot since you started, but um, it, has it really ramped up? Because I just remember, you know, for the first time I heard about Lasix or about any of these uh, types of surgeries, it seemed like kind of a scary thing back then. I mean, now I know it's not, but um what types of lasers and technology? I mean, don't get too in the weeds, but yeah. So, when we walked into a Moyes Eye Center. Uh, maybe we'll just focus on the common ones. So yeah. our, our LASIK lasers are, it's a set called Wave Light, and I won't bore you with the details, but we not only, we make flaps with laser and we do the treatment with laser. Um, we've also had the privilege, it's made by a company called Alcon. Alcon's the largest uh, ophthalmic uh, manufacturer supplier in the world we have a chance to do research for them so clinical research we've done two different refractive surgery research uh, trials for them which has been really great and it's easy to recruit for it's like hey would you like to have free lasik surgery and they pay you to come back for follow-ups and um, patients generally sign up for that pretty quickly um, so the lasers we i have probably used five different LASIK lasers, maybe six over the years. Uh, we've had this one for about seven years, but there's an update that comes every 12, 18 months. We're always updating to the next uh, software. We do cataract surgery with lasers. But um, the most recent advance is something that we're doing is very, uh, it's kind of like the old Reese's peanut butter cup uh, commercial, who stuck my peanut, their chocolate in my peanut butter, is we're doing refractive surgery through doing cataract surgery. So we're removing a cataract, the natural lens in the eye, before it becomes cloudy and replacing it with lenses that are multifocal. What's that mean? It does distance, intermediate, and near 
all without glasses. And so the most recent, that's kind of our recent technology uh, business exploding right now is refractive lens exchange. So basically we're doing cat, something old, cataract surgery, but doing it in a very modern way to get people out of glasses and give them that hmm. full vision without spectacles. Well, um, I, I, we have a comment and um, it's, it's, it says that you're a brilliant doctor and great person from uh, Kathy. So I have to bring that to the, your attention. So it, well, that, Kathy that, that, is obviously brilliant herself. That's all. Yeah. I can <laughs> yes, she is. Yes, she is. Um, Dr. Moyes is with us and Jeff Phillips from uh, Landmark National Bank. Uh, growing your team and investing in your team. Tell us about that. You just mentioned you hired, you know, a couple more doctors with experience. Um, what has that process been like? Did you did you kind of take your time before you did any of that rapid growth and, and and be smart about it? Or have you recently just started to really ramp up into more locations and whatnot? Yeah. So the answer to that is probably yes. Meaning it took us a little while. We wanted to, to add a doctor, but I think there's a little bit of a hesitancy to, to, to join a solo ophthalmologist. It's like, well, what kind of ogre is he going to be? How's he going to run this show? And, um, we had a couple of really great docs join us, but it turns out if you live very far from your mother-in-law, there's a pretty high chance that you're going to move back to live near your mother-in-law. So I've now started all of our interviewing questions with where does your mother-in-law live? So that at least we have that out on the table. But I'll be honest, uh, we have just been really blessed um, in the last five years. We've added I, I lose a little track, but we're up to 11 doctors at this point. Right. And including Jeff, you may not know this. One of the, the outstanding glaucoma doctors who left us to move back to Southern California where his mother-in-law lives is coming back to join us in July. He's been gone oh, for wow. three years. Dr. Abraham Park will be back at Moyes Eye Center. And That's when great. these guys leave, they're like, Andy, there won't be another practice like this. But my mother-in-law lives in Madison or my mother-in-law lives on. Yeah, on the West, East Coast, et cetera. But um, I know Dr. Baratchik, or I know is his wife. So I mean, she's close by, and so he's he's not leaving you. Uh, so uh, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, right. Oh man, but yeah. So you've got you guys have done some great growth, and um, you know, and, well, mate, and, yeah, and I. So Andy, I would be interested. So um, a lot of the folks that um, grow a business kind of build it around almost like sheer willpower, like, Hey, this is, this is my vision. Come be a part of it. And you're able to intimately know the folks that you're working with and um, you're in proximity to them. So you can hear how they interact with each other and how they interact with your patients. You get to a size and you get to have an 11 doctors where yeah. you may not know everybody. You definitely don't hear every interaction. How do you, how do you shift from being the, the guy who has to be present to see that and push it forward to, I mean, what do you, what do you do to make that shift? Well, that's a great question, Jeff, because I think our latest, we're up to like 110 um, employees. So we've gone a little ways from when we started at nine and not everybody was full time, but of the nine. Um, so a couple of different things is, you know, you said 110, Andy. 110. Wow. But keep in mind, time. small businesses do not grow jobs. That's, that's only Well, you know, I work with a great uh, entrepreneurial group that, uh, as Jeff knows, that, um, 
you know, most most net new jobs in our economy are, are, are from companies under the age of five years old. So, you know, yeah. you know, young companies are the ones that really kind of accelerate job growth in our country. And I love that you said that because um, you guys are so important and vital. And it's not just tech companies. It's people like you. I think so. So back to Jeff's question, how do we tell our story? Well, I'll be honest with you, Jeff, that's one of my biggest concerns. You know, it could be one of the things that keeps me up at night because it, you've said it, you know, you come into our office, our philosophy and it's our culture that's different. You know, that's one of my highest compliments. Someone walks in and they're like, doc, this place just feels different from when I walk in the door. And that's because our people get it. They wake up each day to make people's lives better. And how we keep that story in front of everybody, it's a matter of continually telling it. It's a matter of celebrating what's good, you know, when you do well. We're going to have a Cinco de Mayo uh, celebration next week. One, it may be a slight mask burning burning party, but <laughs> slight. We'll have to keep a couple of them around. That, uh, But uh, it's... When things go well, you need to acknowledge, hey, you guys are nailing this. You guys are doing everything we dreamed of. Because uh, if you don't celebrate it, it wasn't real. Mm -hmm. So um, tell our story. I think sometimes as leaders, we go, oh, I've told them this before. They're getting bored. They're tired of me telling them how important the service is, how much. Hey, one of our keywords is joy. Have fun. Have fun with people. And I'm kind of one of the early leadership books I read was Herb Keller's Nuts about how they started Southwest Airlines. Mm -hmm. And his one of their main uh, points was have fun, do things differently. And I tell my people, if you're having fun and you're doing it for the purpose of making patients uh, visit more better, more comfortable, putting them at ease, I I've always got your back. You know, Southwest Airlines crosses the line every once in a while. But as long as you have good intentions, pe people are really forgiving of that. So, so you all have three offices that I that I'm aware of, correct? In uh, Kansas City uh, on 88th Street, Lee Summit as well, and Lansing. So yeah, Kansas City North, Northwest 88th Street. So basically, uh, you can see us off of 152 between I-29 and Green Hills, mm -hmm. Lansing. You're right, and uh, Lee Summit, and that would be our time. It's almost May, so I'm a little premature in announcing, but we, in May, we're opening a fourth office. Nice. So I Congratulations. Permission. I'm not sure who I need to get permission from anymore. Yeah, but you, don't, you, don't, you don't need to say anything if you don't want to. <laughs> no, no, I do. You're we're growing. An office at 73rd and Mission Road. So, uh, okay. Being so kind of closer to Jeff and I a little bit. Yeah, right. right there. So Andy, right, I don't know right. if you know this, but I, you know, as a Northland guy growing up, as you know, and and, and living on uh, around Berry Road and, and representing the area for years, um, I now live in Brookside. So um, I still go to the Northland though, so very often. So I'm, I'm glad that glad to know you have a place closer to home too. Well, growing up in Westwood, it just is kind of, kind of was always my heart to come back to the the core of the city there. So yeah, that's we're awesome. excited. On that note, let's 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 move into our next question, which is uh, your decision to bring on a professional CEO. What went into that? And and obviously you've got 110 employees now and a, a fourth location coming. So that must have been a good decision or. Uh, well, uh, yeah, I think that? that was probably in retrospect, may have been a life saving decision. <laughs> um, you know, um, so as I mentioned, our culture and our philosophy is very important. So. 
we'd worked with a couple of people who were maybe administrators that were coming up, but we didn't quite have the firepower to get us there. They were good people. But uh, a good friend of mine, David Carnes, um, has been in healthcare and healthcare administration for many years. And uh, basically, Tony and I talked to him, talked to him and talked to him and talked to him and said, hey, you want the ride of your life? You want to be part of something that's growing and fun. And when you look at the end of your career, you're like, this is going to be a great thing. Um, I, I knew David had the same base philosophies of excellence and serving people and joy. And he really saw our vision for becoming a regional center of excellence. And uh, I think if you start from the same place and you're headed to the, the same place, you know, there may be a little crossing the wires in, in between, or you may have a little different way of doing things, but that's okay. Cause you're, you're headed to the same place and you have the same values. Um, or put it another way, I figured out I was finite. It was a little, you'll, you'll never hear another surgeon admit that they're finite. Every surgeons <laughs> think they can do everything all the time. You need your tire changed. I'll be over. We'll, we'll, we'll pop that right. spear on there right. for you. Um, but I really found out how finite I was of just all the brain energy and brain drain of taking care of patients and doing it well. And then to make business decisions at the end of the day, they were, they were maybe slipping onto the back burner a little bit much. So David Carnes has been another excellent part of bringing us and projecting us to, um, who we want to be in the, in the, in the region. Hmm. Well, you know, not only have you brought on professional um, leadership, um, the fact that you, you're growing and you're doing all these things have brought opportunities to have partners. Um, and so you talk about bringing on new doctors and, um, you know, you want to uh, reward them for the practice growing and, and thriving. Um, but it seems like you have shifted maybe your philosophy and not asking any like details with your current you know, doctors, but what kind of in general has been your approach, uh, how your approach has shifted maybe from initially to how you approach kind of partnerships, whether that be in the practice or in a surgery center or building, things like that? Well, I'll, I'll do with the practice. That's the practice is first. You have people are part of Moyes Eye Center. And once you've been part of us for a while, you have an opportunity to buy pieces of the building, buy pieces of the surgery center. Um, and the, the philosophy is really pretty simple. We want the highest quality doctors, highest quality human beings that we can get. Um, and I'll be honest, it was a conversation with my financial advisor who said, Andy, what you, you have excess capacity. What you really need is these high quality people to stick and not move home to their mother-in-laws. Um, and so it made all the sense in the world to me that we've given them a very fair, maybe you could say a little bit below market value of a, of a buy-in, but having them stick in the economies of scale and filling out our excess capacity. And then not only having them stick, but having them, I always say, come in and write your name on the wall, you know, help make this your story. This isn't just Andy and Tony's and now David's story. It's your story. You get to make, your section of this have some pride it's kind of like being an entrepreneur in this lane and if that works well maybe we'll look for another lane for you too you know you can you can you can have more uh more say in how things go but we want people who come and my request is yeah maybe we're charging you a little less i'm making a few less bucks off you up front 
but I want you to come put your shoulder into it, you know, put your heart into it and do it with your, um, with your gusto and, uh, um, and bring that excellence, that joy, that passion. And that's what makes us who we are. And Jason, wow. I, I think you would, um, you know, I've never been a more entrepreneurial doctor in my life, Jeff. This has been the <laughs> best probably, experience 30 minutes so far I've had yeah. as a doctor many years. Well, you'd probably, <laughs> you'd probably expect this just in the 30 minutes that you've spent with Andy, but, um, you know, he, he does, he doesn't see business as a zero sum game. He does see it to where, Hey, we can all prosper from this if we contribute. And so he has always been very, generous i think um he talked about that maybe having a buy-in at a blow-up market uh, he has never pinched pennies on that of hey i built this and so i need to draw the bright red line right here and you can can you can have a piece of what we do going forward but you don't get the uh benefit from anything that we built up to this point he's been very generous and i think i think it's proven to be um you know of great uh, reward for him uh personally too so um so you should be proud of that uh Dr. Moyes. Surround yourself with great people. I mean, that's, that's, that's my story. I mean, we were just right before this, I was looking at some very complicated patients with my partners. I mean, I just got some really bright docs and it's like, wow, it's just what a pleasure it is to, to, to match brains, think, talk and, and make each other better. Mm. Dr. Moyes, what was one of your uh, biggest risks you've ever taken in this uh, this life you live as far as your your role in your business? Uh, I think you can learn a lot from risks that you've taken. And I'd love to hear like if you have any that really come to mind uh, throughout your journey. Yeah, so probably the two biggest was, again, I never saw myself as an entrepreneur, uh, which is interesting because my grandfather owned a couple of different businesses and a great grandfather who owned property in Mexico, you know, hundred and something years. It's like, that's crazy. You know, what kind of entrepreneurial spirit is that? But um, is when I came to the point with the Hunkler Eye Centers. And again, those guys are my friends. Uh, we had a great thing going, great collection of talent. But when I said, I just can't do this, I've got to do this a different way. I mean, it's got to, it's got to be able to, to be this passion of joy and those sort of things, which I really hold very dear. They're not just marketing strategies. So to step off the, you know, off the cliff and and to start something with, with, uh, you know, I took all the equity out of the house. You know, uh, my wife and I have always been savers. You know, so we had equity. Um, um, we took all the equity out of the house to start Moise Eye Center twenty years ago. Um, we lived off of that for a couple of years. Uh, I. Um, skip paychecks while everybody else, you know, every, every entrepreneur knows that story. Uh, then there was a little fun one. So a group called Young Life came and asked me if I would support them. And I just saw where I was going to start getting um, routine paychecks. And I said, yeah, I want to do a, a golf tournament to help honor our referring doctors. But this Young Life organization, I'm like, yeah, we'll, we'll step up for several grand here and do this, even though I haven't had regular paychecks the whole time. <laughs> Um, that was one risk. The other risk involved Jeff and I having eight digit conversations together. So, um, you know, okay. I'm very glad that we're down to, you know, mid seven digits, <laughs> you know, at this point, Jeff, I know you wish it was eight. Yeah. I mean, let's have some like conversations. They my pulse. I mean, they just want to make sure I'm still, <laughs> still alive. But, um, uh, yeah, that's, that's, I love risk is my favorite game. My, my favorite board game is, is risk. You know, where you take over the world, my wife laughs at me like I'm, 
yes, of course, that would be your board game. Um, you got to take a risk to win. So, mm-hmm. And while you were taking these risks and in these many years of your work, what, what are your uh, top two or three lessons you've learned as a business owner? Um, I know you mentioned uh, many times kind of the best lessons you've learned as far as how to, how to treat your patients and how to grow your company. Um, are there any others you'd want to mention to us? Yeah, and I guess I would probably uh, stick with some of those of, of keeping it simple of, you know, what are we doing? Why are we doing? Because people, you can't fool people. People know that you're genuine. They, they, they smell that from a mile away. Um, probably the other one I would say is begin with the end in mind. And I didn't make that up. That's probably in some Jim Collins book or something like that. Um, but we set out to be a regional center of excellence. I never said we... We're not better than anybody, everybody else. We're second to none is our goal. We want to be a center of excellence where people with real problems, front of the eye problems, uh, cornea, cataract, glaucoma, plastics, eyelid problems come. Um, and we want to be that regional referral. So setting that in mind. So when some of the challenges come, some of the opportunities come, because let's be honest, one of the hardest things to do is say no to opportunities. And it's like, well, it could cash flow. Yeah, it could cash flow, but it could distract us from what we really wanted to accomplish. So begin with the end in mind. Very well said. Um, you do work across the world, or you have. Tell us yeah. about those experiences. I know you've been international. So i uh, been uh, a couple places, but the, the, the main place we've gone is Haiti. And uh, I think I started in Haiti, I think in 2004, something like that. If I'm off by a year. Um, and I knew that one of the reasons I wanted to be an ophthalmologist is it was a transportable skill. And it turns out I've learned a lot about eye care in developing worlds that if, uh, to be blind in the developing world is as lethal as cancer, your five-year survival is about 50%. Um, why? Well, first of all, when, when the road with trucks screaming by is five feet from your front door, there's some obvious perils there. And the other thing in Haiti is if you can't see, you can't work and your family's not mean, they love you, but they may not give you your full allotment of food because you can't work. And that's just kind of how it goes. And you get the dwindles. So um, it's been our privilege. We, uh, I didn't start it. A friend of mine, Bill White, started it, uh, I-Team. And now we've got several great business guys, lots of gals, uh, nurses, technicians, and us that just have, have called this their home where they want to uh, participate in bringing um, joy through sight. Um, or as we say, Jesus wash feet, we clean eyeballs, you know, just trying to be uh, fulfill our, our mission that way. Um, and we've gone to Haiti, built an eye clinic that we were told was not culturally relevant because it was too nice. It, it's 2,400 square feet of, of of concrete with a few windows, maybe two air conditioners. It, it's not that nice, but in by Haitian terms, it's pretty nice. Uh, accumulated some uh, cataract supplies. My first year we went, I think we did 25, 26 cataract surgeries. And I'm like, Jason, I did that many yesterday morning. So I, that's not my speed to do that in a, in a week. So we've learned, we've gotten better equipment. We've, we've trained our staff there. And so we usually crank out 150, 175 cataract surgeries a week. Nothing's as easy in Haiti as it is in the United States. But when you think about, you know, and the stories I can tell of a young woman, mid-20s, her grandmother is leading 
her into the eye center. It's usually the other way around, right? The young person leading grandma in for cataract surgery. And this time it's her grandmother leading her in and we do her cataract surgery. And actually I'm there the first day after surgery thinking she's going to be, you know, ebullient and she's pretty flat. But she comes back the next next year and is like, blah, 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 blah. I'm so excited. I'm going to have my second eye done. And oh, by the way, this is my husband. Well, no one in Haiti is going to marry you if you're blind. Because mm. in all honesty, if you're a young, attractive woman and you're blind, you... <clears throat> you're really only suitable for the sex trade. Mm-hmm. And to see this woman's life change and this is my husband and we're gonna do my second eye and da, 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 da. it's like man you know this is joy through sight and we get to do this so um you know that's a it's, it's a powerful it's amazing story. that you're having that kind of impact in haiti uh, yeah. you know I mean, just hearing that story is is just uh you know to think of what people are doing from kansas city across the world is pretty awesome there's a lot of people now unfortunately COVID shut us down. And then when they started kidnapping missionaries, that kind of turned us, uh, turned down our, our, our enthusiasm a little bit for a while here. So we're going to have to figure that part out. Um, as a friend of mine said, who runs Global Orphan Project, you, Andy, you can't hire enough armed guards to go there. And I'm like, uh, anyway, we're, we'll, 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 figure, we'll figure it out. Lord willing, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Hmm. Dr. Moyes is our guest, Moyes Eye Center. Uh, the website is moyseye.com. A few more questions here um, on the show today. Uh, Jeff, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask for the uh, best uh, personal and professional advice that you have, Andy, uh, that you'd like to share with us. Oh, you're asking me. I, I wasn't sure if you're asking Jeff. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was going to ask Jeff, but he's probably answered that many times on the show. You know, I mean, I... I I guess at the end of the day, I'm still going to say, can you tie your career? I mean, let's be honest, we're spending, no one's spending 40 hours a a week as an entrepreneur, right? You're spending 50, 60, 80. Can you tie your career to your life purpose? Does this make sense? You know, if it's begin with the end in mind, are you headed to the right place? Is your ladder leaned against the right wall? You know, you're willing to go through fire. You're willing to dig through the wall, but is it the right? wall to dig through and that that would be my best personal and professional life advice is can you align your personal life purpose and your professional life purpose to the same thing and then you don't live a dichotomy you're living one life purpose Hmm. that's awesome it's a good word yeah i like that i'm gonna I'm going to share that and jot that down. That's a, that's 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 very well said. How you how you phrase that. Um, what do you like to do when you're not working? I mean, you just you just stated that your personal and professional uh, life is kind of intertwined. Is there anything you like to do when you're not helping people? Yeah. Well, uh, so a couple of things. My wife and I we were privileged to uh, um, we have a home in Colorado and we love to ATV. Uh, we love to add to our list of fourteeners, fourteen thousand foot mountains that we've climbed. Um, last year, our favorite thing to do was marry daughters. <laughs> Three? Three daughters in 60 days. That was our favorite thing to do. Holy crap. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. And now I'm going to tell you something. Are, they all, are they all over the country? Or are, they, are they local people? Uh, one's in Kansas City. One's moving back to Kansas City to go to law school. 
and one's in law school in Alabama. So how a physician and a nurse now have two daughters who are lawyers. I, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's actually a good thing. They didn't, I'm going to give you an answer you probably never had about favorite thing to do when, when I'm not doing my... No one's ever given you this answer before. No. <laughs> Marrying I daughters. Thought, well, I, never no, thought, no, I got one more. It's, I never would have thought you were an ATV or... Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> one of our family... I thought you were going to be like, is, I like to hike up in the mountains or play golf or... Yeah, you know, those things fishing, And you're like, I like to ride ATVs. Yeah. Uh, one of our family... Motor, it's a joke, but it's... It's it's not really fun unless someone's life is in danger. It's one of our family <laughs> vacation mottos. But what I was going to say, my other um, uh, favorite hobby is doing homework. Yeah, tell us about that, Andy. You are pursuing <laughs> pursuing another high level of education. So I, I Jason J Jason's face screwed up. Like, did he just say homework? Yeah, well, I, I was trying to figure out how you're going to work your family into your law school. So you're like doing no, your, I'm not going to law, law school, school exams or something from Kansas City. You were like channeling their Alabama exams. To no, them. I uh, I uh, two years ago, right, right before COVID, but then COVID made it a great time as we're all kind of, uh, uh, you know, uh, but but mm, excuse me, battened down is I enrolled in seminary. So I'm not changing careers. I'm not changing jobs. I just. Uh, people say, why are you doing this? It's, I, I teach a fair number of Bible studies. It's, it's, I just want to teach a little less heresy, is what I tell people, is why, I'm, <laughs> why I enrolled in, in, in seminary. And I'm having a blast. And Lord willing, about a year from now, I'll graduate with my master's from, uh, from, from seminary. So, yeah, it's a little different, but... He's dedicated little, too, wow. man. I have invited different. him. I've invited him on uh, various like fun outings, and he has responded. Sorry, I have class that evening. I'm not available. So I'm. Yeah. I'm excited. I, I've always thought about doing more of that kind of stuff. But I just the homework thing always gets me. So I'm glad you're doing it, Andy. Uh, yeah, here, 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 I'm working on a paper. These are my, <laughs> that's my outline of the paper. The final Andy exam. Is always he's, growing, always learning. He's man. taken being a lifelong learner to a whole nother level, man. <laughs> whenever you, whenever you get a, when you get initial, more initials after your name because of your lifelong learning. That's, yeah, that's, that's what my friend that. says. Yeah, we're going to have to recite all your initials. I'm like, nah. Will you be doctor, doctor? Yeah, no, nah, nah. master, doctor. doctor <laughs> so this master. is probably a dumb question then, um, but I'm going to ask it. You weren't a business owner and eye doctor, what would you be doing? You kind of just answered it. I think I just did. I'll, I'll be honest, <laughs> I almost dropped out of medical school to go to seminary. So I, you know, again, aligning your life purpose and aligning your life's work is it's 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 a great thing to do. I love I love that I get to do what I get to do. It's it's hard, you know. Um, I had a patient I've been waking up multiple nights thinking about in the middle of the night because sometimes this is serious, you know, this is serious stuff. It's not all fun, fun and LASIK and, hey, you're gone. you're great tomorrow. But this is, you know, serious stuff and you take it to heart, you know, like you would want a doctor to do for your family. It, 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 it wakes you up in the middle of the night. So, yeah. Um, well, you definitely, I mean, I'm glad we did this interview. and I'm, I'm, I'm excited to share it because you're true per, you know, sometimes when you meet a doctor, you just, there's no personality. There's there, no offense, Andy. Um, <laughs> you know, you probably would say the same about lawyers. You never have the interaction with them. That is, that feels um, always like this. And so 
I love it that you're opening up to us and sharing your, your story and your personality, because there's got to, there, if, if more of people in your shoes as doctors kind of had this, this thought process, I mean, there'd be so many more great companies like yours out there. I mean, it's just, it's just pretty, it's pretty exciting to hear. And um, we'll finish with one word to describe you. Uh, unless Jeff wants to throw any other ones in here. Well, I was warned that this one was coming and it may be a hyphenated word, but I think it's, well, it could be one of two things. It could either be foot washer or Oz. And I tell patients come in all the time. It's like, Oh, you're the great Dr. Moyes. And I'm like, pay no attention to that man behind the green curtain. You know, <laughs> it's like, don't take yourself too seriously. And foot washer is whatever your religious persuasion or non-persuasion, at least, you know, the story of the, the Jesus, the last night was like, Hey guys, this is what it's about. We're going to serve each other. We're going to serve other people. And he washed their feet. So Actually, my uh, my tuxedo on the inside says Andrew L. Moyes, MD, foot washer extraordinaire. Good to you. <laughs> Very cool. Very hey, cool. Jason, one of those daughters who's going to law school in Alabama, you actually pushed her in a wheelchair onto the floor of the Missouri uh, Senate or House of Representatives when she was visiting down there. My really? wife reminded me of that, that when they were doing their class visit in middle school, high school, that she couldn't go up in the balcony with everybody else. So you took her onto the floor of the house of the house. I do remember that actually. And yeah. I'm pretty old now, doctor. Yeah. Yeah. I was, a young, I was a very, as you know, very young at that time. Um, well, that's a great story. I'd love to share that one too with I, yeah, I mean, it's, there's so many, so many similarities here. I, Jeff, I can't, I can't uh, thank you enough for bringing uh, Dr. Moyes on the show because man, I'm, I want to like run through a wall right now. <laughs> I want to go. I want to sure go. It's the right wall. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like I've learned a lot, you know, in this 50 minutes. What about you, Jeff? Yeah, absolutely. Every time we get together, uh, if we if we have to, uh, if we're together for an hour and a half, we talk um, banking business for about eight minutes of that, and then we talk about life and business in general, and about uh, you know, Andy's um, far just far enough ahead of me that he can give me some advice on. Um, how to be a good father and how to be a good husband. And um, he does it in such a way that's very intentional, but it's not uh, preachy. So um, I always enjoy my time with him and look forward to many, many more conversations in the future. You can break him out of class one of these days. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Dr. Moyes, thank you so much again. Moyes Eye Center, the website is moyseye.com. I want to thank Jeff Phillips and uh, Landmark National Bank. Their website is banklandmark.com. Uh, appreciate you both joining us today on the Grill Nation show. I'd love to keep in touch with you, Dr. Moyes. And as always, Jeff, I appreciate all of your hard work and all the things you do in Kansas City to bring people together and help people. Uh, this is definitely one of your highest success stories, I would think. You got a, you got a guy in seminary school, a professional doctor who's expanding to many, many you know locations, 110 employees, helping people every day, working worldwide. I mean, quite an exciting story today. So I appreciate both of your time today. All right. Thank you, Jason. Thank you, Jeff. It was and, great. Andy. Uh, I want to thank those who have watched this and listened today. We will see you again soon. We'll talk to you later. Have a good day. Take care.